All right, y'all, just got some shows coming up. Uh, my birthday show is coming up October 13th, Wednesday, October 13th, on my birthday at Kettletop Brewhouse at his Uncle Buck's Comedy Hour. Blake Hammond will be in town. He is hilarious. Uh, so if you guys want to come out and celebrate my birthday with me, that'd be super cool. Uh, feel free to do that. That is happening 8.30, October 13th um, at Kettletop Brewhouse. And then back at Kettletop on October 27th uh, with Tyson Cox. We'll be uh, uh, closing out the uh, Uncle Buck's Comedy Hour Wednesday. October 27th um, and uh, be sure to follow at UBH Presents uh, for more show announcements y'all and uh, we actually have a cool announcement in the episode coming up stay tuned y'all welcome back to uncle buck's house it is a uh, good day to be inside recording it is kind of a rainy gray day outside in the fall it is officially um october it is uh libra season y'all hashtag uh this guy um <laughs> and what is uh, a libra is it a lion no, no that's, that's a leo. leo yeah libra's the scales um the oh, uh, yeah yeah which is Libra ironic scale. as fuck right <laughs> uh big guy jokes um no i uh uh yeah libra's uh the uh the scales um you know uh always tries to remain balanced sort of thing uh, uh very sort of Story focused of on uh, focus on resolution, likes to remain neutral, that sort of thing. Um, you know, likes to balance work with play, work hard, play hard, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, doesn't always work. <laughs> I mean, I like to do all that stuff if I can, but you know, obviously, uh, there are other factors at play. Um, and, uh, but one thing that we were talking about, uh, before we jumped into the episode is I saw this TikTok. I downloaded TikTok. Uh, MJ sends me a bunch of them and I'm like, uh, yeah okay it's just gonna be way easier to to watch on the app and so um but i watched one the other day that she sent me and i'm pretty sure it's fake and it could have very easily been faked but this chick said that she was uh she just bought this house and was peeling the wallpaper from the inside and as she peeled back the wallpaper she said it was very soothing like it was very like uh satisfying to peel Mm -hmm. this wallpaper back and um uh she said that she peeled one big section off and it was every, it was very weird. Like it was all over the ceilings. It was all over the floors, all over the walls. It was everywhere. And, um, uh, she got one big section off and there was a name and a date. And it, uh, she thought that was really weird. Like maybe it was just someone who had lived there and just maybe marked when they did the wallpaper, whatever. That's when you get the fuck out. (laughs) Well, then she got another section off a little bit later, saw another name and a date. And she was like, okay, these are very, very strange. And then she got another one. And so she looked them all up with those dates and they were all dates that those people had gone missing. Fuck. And, uh, do you know the dates? Uh, no, uh, it was a TikTok, So they didn't really go into detail, but then 
she said uh, that at that point she got very concerned and was like, she called her husband because they had just bought this house. It was like a DIY thing and they were flipping it or like renovating it for themselves. And um, they uh, fucking, he, he called her, well, she called her husband. He said, yeah, that's really, really weird. Uh, you know, maybe just call the police and see like, you know, if they have an interest in it. And they said that they'd send someone out to take a look at it and they haven't been able to return their, to their house in like six or seven weeks uh, because it is now an active crime scene. Um, that was not wallpaper. It was skin that she was peeling off the wall. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And then that was the end of the TikTok, which okay. also to me seems like very well, like it very well could have been written for like a little TikTok, which is fine. But how how it was delivered in that video was fucking creepy as shit, and I wanted to share that. So if that is a fake TikTok and you know it's fake, just let me have my let me have my time, please. Which is why I think it, <laughs> MJ said just said this the other day, and I think she's right. I think that's why it's called TikTok. You just waste so much time on it. Oh yeah, you for sure are wasting are gonna waste some time on there for sure woman's um, weird home leaves tiktok users horrified this is pointing to some really disturbing stuff um but yeah no it's uh it's but it's that time of year you know you're gonna see a bunch of like ghost stories and shit on tiktok it's what they call the spooky season speaking of spooky season went down to story last night um had a show down there with uh our buddies down at 812 farms uh did you ever have aaron harden on the podcast when he was a sponsor for smudcast that's right yeah absolutely that's yeah, that's aaron, what i yep. thought yeah 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 aaron uh aaron's a great dude um he's a hell of a showrunner and has um packed a really cool room last night down there in story if you ever get a chance to go down to story first of all if you ever get a chance to just go down there do it um it's literally like uh driving into you ever seen the movie big fish the uh the tim burton movie well it's it's about this like um this like quote-unquote magical city called specter that like exists in the middle of the woods like you have to go through a way that you would never normally go to get there and that's kind of how story is you have to go you there's no way to get there that isn't just driving through the hills for 25 minutes damn yeah and it sits in the middle of the hills in brown county and it's just this I don't know, five acres of this little town that, you, that at one time was a fully functioning town, but now has just been annexed by the county and it's owned privately and all the land uh, has, you know, um, had cottages and stuff built on it and they uh, um, rent them out. They're like Airbnb. It's a tourist destination now, but there's the story in right there that is haunted and uh, it is so cool. It is a great place for anyone. If you want to take the family on it on a great just afternoon, trip and you're within central indiana and you don't mind driving two hours to go somewhere cool to have lunch and maybe a couple beers and let the kids run around and just kind of this cool you know farm setting um you know do it it's a you, you will not regret it but if you ever get a chance to go down there and also see a comedy show you should do that as well um and uh jeff oske fucking murdered he was so funny and we hadn't seen mo mitchell uh and i hadn't seen mo mitchell since pre uh COVID. and she did really well it was a killer lineup it was a whole lot of fun and uh shout out to 812 productions 812 farms and the story in um bop, bop, for bop, all bop. that but you felt like it was just something that needed to happen well one one two see one two farms 187 
<laughs> just no, no, no one eighty seven. Oh, but dude, I was kind of out that way. Um, I was in Spencer, Indiana, Brazil, Indiana. Oh, nice, very cool. Um, we were at. I was getting certified. Wait, I thought Brazil was north. No, it's west. It's basically it's south Terre Haute. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it was about a two-hour drive. I'm thinking of Peru. Never mind. It, it was out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, they're they're still in the 80s there. Oh my god, dude! But it was the craziest property I have ever been on. It said that we had to turn on uh, South Country Road 700, and it was like you go straight then there was like a veer off and then there was a road you could turn on and then there was a right veer off and then there was another road you could turn on so we literally stopped in the in in the middle of the intersection because there was what road did it tell you to turn on south uh it was country road south 700 is how it was pronounced i think i i don't think it's country road i think it's county road oh county road whatever (laughs) The people in the car were even saying country roads. So. I know, no, it's it's huh. hol- it's so hilarious. Why it be country road anyway? As soon as you say because, country road, I just want to be like, take me home. This right? Is, this this is why I say country road. There's no fucking way it was a county road because it was a gravel dirt road that had there was no outlet. It was it, it like you couldn't get anywhere but to this property. So I that's why I said it was country road. It's county because that's how they laid out the county. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah but, I'm sure yeah. it is. But the, but you're angry about this just because if you of the type name. in country road 400 <laughs> east, you're not going to get anywhere. I'm just saying that's not a thing. Right, right. I was I was trying to make it that it was just <laughs> desolate. No, I just it just makes me laugh just because I've heard I've heard a, it's not just you. I've heard a couple different people that aren't necessarily from the country be like, uh, you know this place is out off country road 300 east and they say it all the time because you look down at county and it looks like country on a gps it does you know that's not a crazy thing to think about it said cr ah yeah no that's definitely county road because the uh because the (laughs) i love it it. was so long it was uh county road south 700 uh south or it was it was something like that yeah but county road 700 south probably but when we turned on it like we didn't know if we was coming back and it was this just massive property um lake in the back the gravel road circled all the way around it like there was nothing that was going on back there and we were um that's dope as getting fun. certified to shoot class three fireworks which are the the big the real big ones um but afterwards they had so there was a guy from oklahoma there was a guy from people from tennessee kentucky and afterwards there was some fried chicken that they had brought in and we didn't know it everybody had already eaten and we had not eaten yet <laughs> and the guy from oklahoma comes up and he said y'all better get you some fried chicken like you really couldn't understand me it sounded like he was from louisiana honestly and uh <laughs> he said it now three times to like he said it to me he said it to my buddy nate and then he said it to charles and charles <laughs> has been in here and then he said it a fourth time and he was like man y'all better hurry up and get you some of that fried chicken i can't wait till he tries some talking about me <laughs> was the only brother in there oh hands down hands down the only brother in there yeah yeah it was old he was an old man he was an old man but i told him i didn't like fried chicken he about shit himself he was like what no i'm just kidding <laughs> of course you wouldn't nick that doesn't make sense. I love fried chicken. Of course you do. They just didn't have any watermelon, so I was really pissed. <laughs> and that's what I told him. I said, you know, what really pissed me off is you guys didn't bring any watermelon. Grape soda. No, Man. that's racist. What? 
fucking with you. Son of a bitch. The lines just keep getting moved all over. I don't even know what what's cool anymore. What, what's cool even to you say? You can't say peach tea because that's racist. What? Yeah. What is racist about peach tea other than the fact that it sounds like the hottest new female rapper? I don't know. It, I just assumed that it was. I'm just I'm just imagining like the, the emoji in the letter T. It's peach tea. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking but, about tea on a fat ass. Uh, yeah, maybe like the like the tea of a thong, maybe. I was now like sitting a glass of tea on a fat ass. <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, that's the album cover. Peach tea. There you go. I actually, I, that's a hell of an album cover if that ever becomes a thing. That's your I next that, album. <laughs> BJ's going to put out an instrumental called Peach Tea. You're going to have a fat ass on it and a glass of tea on the ass. <laughs> BJ's like, okay. I uh, don't know what I'm walking into, but here we so, are. So, based off our earlier talks, I'm going to use your booty then, Nick. <laughs> yeah, according to yeah, according to the way you were talking earlier, for sure. Big booty hoe, Nick yeah. up with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nikki with the thicky. All right, like there's no context to this at all because that was on our back, like on on the yeah, that's it's on, on the behind the scenes. It's on our back door show. Is that what you're talking about? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's the Tell back door. Everything we do in here. I'm done Absolutely, I'm done talking. We just had to come in the back door to get here anyway. So um, we were telling a story about me with cops. Um, off air but <laughs> i didn't tell you this part so you, you know comedian nate robinson right yeah i've been working with him on some things or whatever so after it happened like the next day i called him <laughs> and i was like he's like hey what's up man i was like hey i know what it's like to be black now <laughs> <laughs> and i explained the story and he's dying laughing <laughs> he's like welcome to the club brother <laughs> welcome to the club yep i mean yeah that sucks um nate goes doesn't he know you're white and i was like well it was kind of dark yeah <laughs> yeah and you give off that ethnic vibe thank you you have an ethnic vibe i'm so glad you said that i probably he's probably like i know well, well he, he, i bet he has a lot of black people's phone numbers probably we're gonna harass him. <laughs> oh that's hilarious just stay out of detroit that's just just stay out of detroit unless you're going to mom's spaghettis Oh my god, mom's. I mean, on the surface, he looks calm and ready. Yeah, but he's, you know, it was they're sweating. It was funny as the Eminem thing about the restaurant, but it's like every, it's like it's like they text every white dude to be like, "Hey, you're gonna go to that?" Like, why? Because I'm white, so I automatically like Eminem. Yeah, is that what you assume. Yeah, I, I like I like hip hop, and I'm white, so therefore Eminem, therefore is my favorite. That that used to be a thing when we were in school. If you if if like white boys liked rap, then they all dressed like Eminem. Every well, who else are them. they gonna dress like? I mean, Vanilla just Ice yourself and like rap. Like that's that's a, that's all I, that's that's all you got to do. We well, see, but that was back in a time when hip hop was all about the image. Yeah, you know, like well, the, 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 the 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 music video, like music was being written for the music video. Bling bling. No one wrote bling bling because <laughs> they were moved by uh, something shiny they saw. They wrote bling bling so that they could wear it in the video and make the video. You know, like like music, like back then, like there was so much of hip hop that was that was especially in the mainstream that was so imagery based. You know, I've got the cars, Busta and Rhymes. The, yeah, yeah. Well, I well, I mean, Busta I, had some of the best videos. 
yeah. the best choreography, not choreography, but, but he the didn't way. write his stuff for the video, though. No, the, no, 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 no. The video was around what Buster was was talking about, exactly. And it really wasn't even. It really didn't have anything to do with the video to begin with. Like, really, the video was like he he was like turning in. He bumped his head, turned into like a monster, like a kid monster, and was chasing a girl around. Yeah, and like in the song, he said he was like, "No, nah, I bumped my head, and, and now you know." Blah, blah, blah. But like mainly, it was just some crazy ass video that Busta yeah. was coming out with. And what what I'm referring to is specifically the, like uh, hair. is those rappers that were writing raps about the stuff that's in the video. Like like that they were writing the rap to make a video for it. Like they, like like they didn't go make a song that they were moved and that you know they were inspired by, and then just happened to have this visual side to it, like. Um, you know that ended up having like a director make a cool visual side to it just so much of that back then was Hype very Williams Hype Williams the one that did Busta Missy Elliott's videos the director Hype yeah, yeah Missy Hype Williams is a shit Missy hadn't had some good videos too I never, you- I never dressed like this <clears throat> yeah like, with, like, the, with the with like the rag under the I, I would wear that I mean that's even 2021 I mean it's, yeah I mean that's just a, a shirt and a jacket yeah what about the second one over this one you're looking yeah. at would you dress like that that do you I have do that a belly daily, button bro. T- tattoo? Like if I if I looked like that, yeah, I would have a shirt on right now. Hell yeah! Do you have a belly button tattoo? No. I don't know why guys would get a belly button tattoo. I did, but now it just looks like a, a like a old maze that someone didn't finish. Mine looks like <laughs> it. Mine looks like a deflated balloon. We <laughs> <laughs> think highly of herself. <laughs> Oh man, these like so. Mine's turned into an any. That beard looks weird, dude. I get it, MGK. <laughs> that beard is weird. Weird, yeah, but the way he had to say it like that. Yeah, he beard's yeah. weird. Yeah, beard. but also like, he's like, have you seen the stuff that like the the weird dichotomy that like he and uh, Travis Barker have with um, Megan Fox and that. Courtney uh, Kardashian. Is it Courtney Kardashian? Yeah. I can't remember which well, one's I mean, which. Amanda Kim. I don't know. And the then MGK also just started a beef with uh, Slipknot. What? Did you see what happened with MGK and Conor McGregor? Well, yeah. It, he said something about dudes that are 40 year olds wearing masks are weird. Then he goes, open up that vessel, and they boo the absolute fucking shit out of him. Slipknot Cor- fans will fuck you up. It's Corey yeah, Taylor, I think, is uh-huh. the lead singer of Slipknot. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, even uh, during their set that was over the weekend, they were like, fuck MGK. They were like chaining it loud. Was it the one over at Ruoff? Uh, no, it was some festival. I can't know where it's at, but. They were just at Ruoff. I think it was Not Fest. They were yeah. just at Ruoff. Yeah, they, yeah, they were just at Ruoff last week. That was the last. I've heard every single um, concert because of where I live. But that concert, I heard everything. Like it was so loud. Those, you could hear those people cheering the entire time. I've it was insane. It had to be insane in there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that doesn't you know that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I've never been to a Slipknot show, and I've not really. Li- I mean, I I've, I'm sure I've heard several Slipknot songs just from like you know friends of mine that listen to them a lot. But I've not. I never really was gravitated towards their stuff. Not that I have anything really against them. You know what I mean? I just doesn't jump out to me per se but like man it's so bizarre the way that you know so many like like think about like mgk really was not spoken about a whole lot until that beef happened With and him like and him? yeah 
Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, and then he so, turned. So, like, he was in that music. movie. He was in that movie, um, the fucking uh, Motley Crue movie. I mean, but outside of that, musically, he really wasn't doing a whole lot. He's been. He's actually been in quite a few movies. He was in a movie that Bird Box. He, yeah. yeah, he was in Bird Box. He was in a movie with Jamie Fox, um, Power. It was Jamie, Jamie Fox was a cop, and it was like where humans and aliens uh, and creatures like ha- had to come like they, they kind of lived together and um was it that anyways uh mgk was like a drug addict but the drug turned you in he turned into like a flaming man basically and it turned you into he really like, has honestly now <laughs> i mean he he's wearing dresses and which I, I don't care <laughs> yeah yeah but you go from starting a rap beef in a black and white video shirt off talking about you know i'll get you and yep. then now i'd wear a dress now he's, for he's doing Fox. pop he's doing that's gonna end all those are gonna end so <laughs> it's like if you claim your love that fast and yeah it's just gonna burn that's really how she bad. does all her relationships well she was brian austin green for a long time yeah I and guess, you yeah. know i mean maybe it is a i mean and maybe it is organic and it's you know this awesome thing and like they're just naturally friends with travis barker and courtney no, kardashian definitely swingers but like oh i mean i don't know For if that's sure. the way i was gonna go with it but i was just gonna be like i mean they at least are great at marketing i bet you know they have I mean? flamingos in their yard people are talking about those four more than they've been spoken about in a long time yeah you yeah. know yeah that could and be. and you know that's just the marketing. way things uh move nowadays but i want to shift the conversation to something that nick you and i may have spoken about this but an artist that that uh i love a lot and um uh we've played on this show quite a bit is sturgill simpson and nick have i told you um that about how we may have heard the last original music from Sergio Simpson. You did briefly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's, BJ, it's can you pull up cool. a video real quick um, of Sturgill uh, talking about his um, five album plan? Um, if we can. I, there should be one of him, either a clip from Rogan or um, a clip of him outside, like a uh, event of some kind. Sturgill Simpson's five album plan. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> has said multiple times that he uh, only planned to do five, that his, the Sturgill Simpson's country music career was going to span five original albums. And we just got our fifth original album from Sergio Simpson not too long ago. But he said that he had these albums planned in a specific narrative. And I. uh, So the albums were like a story? Not necessarily the same, all the same story, but kind of like the Bible is a bunch of individual Mm. stories that follow a narrative and a, uh, um, you know perspective mm-hmm. and he's he's he wrote these albums and was putting out these albums from the traditional western christian perspective but through the eyes of you know this cold country kid from kentucky who um you know said that he's gonna you know just make these five albums interesting yeah he's um he's a pretty unique character as well because he's done some acting recently and he I think I mentioned it on here before with uh, Queen and Slim. He he played yeah. a pretty significant r- role just as part of the story, not as an actor. Um, 
But if you know who Sturgill Simpson is, you know that the way he was acting is not the type of person that he is. And it's ironic because he's actually pretty much like he's actually uh, an activist of sorts. Um, yeah, for sure. And, he he always likes to uh, be active in, you know, whatever he feels passionate about. And um, in this case, he was essentially a, a racist cop um, that was just basically going around and, and taking his bad days out on on um, individuals and queen and slim had to do make a choice either run or kill him because he had killed like five innocent uh well they weren't considered innocent but they were innocent um black individuals in the in the show and these two knew about it and they felt like they were going to be the next victims because they hadn't done what'd you say those wrong. called it's called queen and slim huh what's that on um, I think it was on HBO Max when I watched okay. it. Um, gotcha. We find anything over there, BJ? Uh-huh. Nothing? No, just as some of the theories behind it. I would, yeah. I mean, one I, of them was that uh, he was trying to get off his record label was one because yeah. he, he had a deal. Uh, the only thing I found, the always elusive and enigmatic Sturgill Simpson stopped by the studio. Joe Rogan in Los Angeles recorded a long-form podcast recently. Revealed some interesting tidbits about his musical plans in the coming future, both recorded and live. Um, yeah, so the, uh, let's see here, the actual, um, uh, he, he breaks them down, uh, what well, one of the videos, uh, that I saw that it was on a live stream, so like, I don't know that anyone really had the ability to isolate it. Uh, well, some of but, it's been deleted. Some yeah, of the stuff he posted, he sure. on there and said he deleted it. Yeah, he deleted some stuff from his social media, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he deleted that too. Um, but yeah, he said there's going to be five albums, and that um, the first one um, is going to be about you know, um, you know, the trials and tribulations, or just like what it's like to be youthful and young, and to like you know. Um, uh, be homesick and like finally just get out into the world. Um, the second album is uh, uh, um, uh, Meta Modern. Um, oh shit! What the hell? Meta Modern sounds in country music. Uh, where he talks about the ethereal guide of the 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 soul and discovering. Um, uh, you know, literally you know, psychedelics and discovering God through, um, you know, transcendental meditation and just like the ethereal side. And then he said the third album, uh, which is sailor's guide, uh, to earth is going to talk about fatherhood is going to talk about, um, and it's going to talk about a lot of the, uh, the, you know, shit you have to deal with and the sacrifice in life and the sacrifice of growing up and having a family and having a job. talking about that, weren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think that's what brought this up. And then, uh, this was before he had made his fourth and fifth albums. He said the fourth album is going to literally take us to hell and it's going to, um, you know, put our, you know, essentially put, uh, uh, it's going to represent the soul's, uh, trip through, you know, trauma. It's going to represent the soul's trip through, um, this sort of stuff. And that was sound and fury that they actually made an anime with. And is very much a rock album and not a and, country album. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, album cover and it's a car, 
and there's like a bomb going off in front of mm-hmm. them as if it's like hell. Like yeah, exactly. Like they're going into he hell. He worked with a specific anime uh, artist that he loves a lot. I can't remember the name, but they made an anime that was on Netflix that uses that entire album as the soundtrack. Bro, I got to watch that. It's called Sound and Fury. The uh, yeah. anime is. Yeah. Um, I got to watch that. For sure. And then, so just a month or two ago, we got The Ballad of Old Dude and Juanita, um, which is, uh, it's a 28-minute concept album that is just the story of um uh of old dude who's the son of a coal miner and a and a um and a cherokee maiden and uh he lives off the land by himself and uh you know finds a beautiful woman and has a son and uh one day while he's out plowing um a bandit rides up and uh shoots him and takes his wife and uh he comes to and realizes that his wife is gone and that his um, kids are, um, you know, going to have to fend for themselves. And so he takes off and the whole album is about everything that that man's willing to do to get his wife back and bring some closure to, you know, what's happened to him. And he says that the final album is going to represent absolution and it's going to represent the things in life that, you know, absolutely mean the, the most to us and, and, you know, um, you know, bring redemption sort of to, you know, the transgressions of the past. Yeah, it sounds like he just did an article the Rolling Stones in August, mm-hmm. and it sounds like um, he doesn't care. He wants to create a band instead of being the main person in the band. Yes, and that's uh, that's the thing that I was going to say with this, is, is it would make perfect sense for Sergio to just say, yeah, I've done my five albums. Um, Which he's actually done more. And I'd like to understand. Well, so so he did those two, uh, Cutting Grass, Volume 1, Volume 2. And then uh, High Top Mountain. High Top Mountain's his first one. And Bastard Children. It's an EP. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I guess I don't... I mean, I, he said five full-length albums, so an, an EP oh, wouldn't okay. be considered yeah, a full-length yeah, yeah. album. Um, <clears throat> did that come out before? That came out in two thousand. That came right after I Top Mountain in two thousand thirteen. Okay, yeah, no, I, I I don't really know much about that. But he had five official stu- uh, um, full length studio albums, uh, original um, st- full length studio albums. Now he did Cutting Grass Volume One, Volume Two, um, but those were just bluegrass covers of his own original songs. So that doesn't really fall into the line of original albums. Plus, most of those proceeds from that went to help um, a lot of venues and uh, artists and stuff that suffered from COVID, like lost their gigs and stuff from COVID. He helped out a lot of independent musicians that lost a bunch of money in 2020. So, um, as well as some other charities, but, um, but yeah, no, that was the thing that I think is going to be the most exciting about this is I think he's going to utilize the opportunity to jump away from being Sturgill Simpson, the country artist, and he's going to transition to whatever he wants. Yeah. I think he's exactly going to start a band. I think that's going to be the caveat here is he's going to be like, Hey, uh yeah sturgill simpson is done at five original studio albums now i'm gonna be you know uh this band and now i'm gonna be in this band with some sick other artists and we're just gonna make i'm gonna make a bunch of more original music just not under sturgill simpson uh i'm gonna be you know uh sturgill simpson a member of this band but it's not gonna be a sturgill simpson original album you know you know what would be interesting he's made that anime um, it would be interesting if he made like a movie and an album together. I would not be surprised because like, cause like, he is a good actor, like in the queen and slim and he's in a couple other movies yeah. in, in, in shows. And I think he's going to transition to some of that as well. 
Yeah, I would. I, I would like to see him do that. Um, and um, uh, yeah. So we know for a fact that he can put music to picture, which is what Sound and Fury did so well. And now we know he can write an entire concept album because that's what the Ballad of Old Dude and Juanita is. So take a concept album with the ability to bring it to a visual. And that's exactly what you have is like the perfect sort of making for like a, like a, like a, um, like a country opera, like a, uh, like a, yeah. And, um, it doesn't even have to be country. Just like a, just like a folk opera would yeah. be sick. Um, like a, um, almost like a, a brother where art thou, but with all original music or a Motley Crue style movie. Or not Motley, uh, Jesus Christ, Monty Python. Oh shit! <laughs> Motley Crue. I don't. Like, I don't know why I was. We're, well, we were talking about MGK and that Motley Crue movie that he did, but uh, but Monty Python. I mean, that shit would be hilarious. Um, I mean, the the uh, like he, he doesn't do a whole lot of comedy in his songs though. He's actually pretty heavy in his songwriting. Yeah, but and it, it don't have to be like the comedy style though. But it, it would be. <sighs> Like when you watched a, a Monty Python movie, even if you didn't know it was Monty Python, you would know that it's Monty Python. Does that make any sense? I like, mean, like they had, there was, there was a, am I wrong? But wasn't there like a musical in um, Men in Tights? You're talking about Mel Brooks. Yeah, you're talking about Mel Brooks movies, not not Monty Mel Python. Brooks, Mel Brooks did the producers, which is a musical, and then there's yeah. a musical number in Robin Men and Tithe, and, and then also um, Blazing Saddles. They're singing in that one too. I did not know. I thought Men and Tithe were was a um, Monty Python movie. For no, some oh for real? Oh yeah, no. I I mean I don't know of any music numbers in Monty Python movies. Well, then, yeah, uh, like Holy Grail and stuff like that. Like uh, I don't know. I was I was a big into him. I know that <laughs> sounds weird. Yeah, I mean I I like him quite but a bit. I, just, I like British comedy a lot. Oh, I love British comedy, but people just kind of shove that down my throat when I hit teenagers. Like you have to watch it. I was like, eh, I don't want to yeah. watch it now. I have Mel Brooks. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mel Mel Brooks is fantastic. He's yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, j- just whatever. I mean, the the guy obviously can write like no one else. But like, I don't know, man. I think that's a but here's the thing is he called it from the jump is he was just like yeah i'm doing five original albums that's what my like like he said that before he ever recorded an album my career is going to be five albums like but sturgill simpson like my my career as sturgill simpson country artist is going to be just it's a moving art piece it's going to be a collective narrative that i do over the course of five albums and that's my country career like and i think that's kind of cool like i mean you know kind of selfless really because he's a hell of a artist and now it's, he's going to uh yeah um now he's trying to get everybody like he's trying to get more people in the limelight he, he doesn't want to do it himself and, yeah and and i think also you know he wants to spend time with his kids he's made some money and now he wants to enjoy you know the fruits of his labor which i get um you know uh he like anyone else understands the give and take of the um you know the music industry and he writes about it a lot you know about how like i'd have done this 10 years ago if i'd have known that like you know i like like i would have had like he's talking about his son i would have had my son 10 years ago if i'd have known that it would bring me just this much joy Mm -hmm. like like but but 10 years ago i was trying to make it on the road and didn't want to bring a kid into the mix because i was thinking about myself and like that was part of that whole sailor's guide to earth like part of the growth of like you know um 
but uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it's really interesting because one, he has so much value on his five albums with this. Like he has just so much value on those now because that's it. Yeah, you know, and like, uh, but he if he ever does put out that sixth album, he's taking all that value away from him. That's but, a good point. Here in but, like you know fifty years, when those are yeah. the only five albums that have come out, for sure. That those those are going to be valuable. That Absolutely. could be a marketing scheme too. Um, Trey didn't do it because of that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, I uh, am really interested to to see that. Um, but speaking of uh, uh, stuff, I mean, we it's been a couple of weeks since we've been in here, man. I went to Spirit Fest out at uh, Camp Chesterfield. Oh yeah, that how, was how did you fun. like that? You know, just doing witchy shit. You know, we're down <laughs> with it. <laughs> we, we're into witchy shit around here. Uh, I haven't talked to Courtney in a while. I need to reach out to her. Um, she's been busy with the fam though, doing vacation shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it was cool, man. I I didn't know. I had no idea how awesome that property is it's it's a nice property like they literally have busts of all of the major religious characters mm-hmm. well i mean religious characters religious like figures Fig- yeah. like they literally have a bust of muhammad like that is not cool <laughs> like you, that's not something you can just have you know um and uh if you're someone who cares about that and seeks uh violence in his name i'm kidding it's not really a thing uh but yeah, it was just so strange being down there, and it's all made of stone, and they have like this prayer cave mm-hmm. that uh, that like I mean you, you guys have been down the there, streets. yeah. The spells the on the streets, yeah. The um the there's a there's a, a, a um the spirit garden like with all the tables yep. and shit. Did you go oh. into the hotel? Was the hotel open? It was, but like you know they had all the vendors and shit out, so like we were just walking through all that. Um, but yeah, well, I think we want to go stay at the hotel at some point. I thought I saw something in the window at one point, like upstairs. I was yeah, I was walking to a friend of my wife's house with her. Um, her name is Susie. I don't know if she's still there, mm-hmm. but um, I think so. She's like an elder, I guess. Yeah, she's one of the. But I I was like walking past it. And like out of the corner of my eye, obviously the hype of being there and, and, you know, just the lore around it, it could have just been something that I manifested myself, but it was nonetheless interesting. And it was, I I asked, she asked like, what did you see? And I said, well, it was kind of like the typical apparition. It looked like some old lady in a white gown, long, long white hair. And she said, she mentioned something like, that's what everybody says that they see. So you may have seen something. You may have not. Yeah. But nonetheless, it, the property is just, and especially this time of the year, with all the trees and all the all the flowers that they have and, and the landscaping. I, yeah. I haven't been there in a long time, but when I was there, the all, all that stuff was, was done and, and done up pretty well. For sure. Um did you do the church? Like, did you go in and do the readings? No, no, they, they, they didn't have any chapel readings going. They had like a lot of, so for the, any listeners who don't know, Camp Chesterfield is a spiritualist camp um, up in Chesterfield and uh, uh, super cool little place. Everyone's super nice. Um, but yeah, no, they, they did not have any chapel readings going on. Um, they had uh, um, like, individuals doing readings like some of them were clairvoyant mediums some of them doing tarot and stuff like that um but it was uh all by appointment so they had like a list so basically if you wanted 
to have a reading, you would have to get there super early, then just put your name down for a time and then be there. But unfortunately, I had to leave early. But uh, um, yeah, no, it, it was a great time. It really was a great time. I definitely look forward to going back. I'd like to go to do one of the chapel readings again. It's been a long time. And uh, the last time, I mean, the only time I've ever done it, you know, I was telling uh, was when I had that um, uh, found out that the uh, the hawk is um is a spirit animal is it well more or less a spirit guide okay, or yeah. just or just like a, a sim, symbolism of you know protection you know not necessarily i can't call a hawk if i'm in trouble so so hawk can you save me <laughs> so hope hopefully when you go back they have the one of the um people there that can do the um i forget what it's called but they basically are under a red light and all the lights are off and they just close their eyes and they start drawing and it's a picture of your your spirit guide and because your spirit guide can be animal it's the shapeshifter basically yeah and it'll it'll show itself in animal form physically um and then in like the spirit realm it, it could show itself as whatever whatever and it's i think they're all native american yeah as well but you can get an actual picture of like what the figure looks like it's pretty cool and like while i have a lot of respect and you know uh care for anyone who you know um uh practices and and has a discipline within uh you know the metaphysics or uh um you know the spiritualist um you know arena um you know there are also just some that are just like kind of kind of hard to kind of hard to swallow you know mm -hmm. what i mean like i met someone who um said that she uh channeled princess diana as she was direct channeling she was directly channeling princess diana and uh you know funny enough she was able to write this entire like book from princess diana's channeling However, she wasn't able to explain how the fuck she died. Like, that wasn't the one thing that Princess <laughs> Diana was like, hey, here's what actually happened. Like, it wasn't just, a, you know, it wasn't just some paparazzis made us crash in a tunnel. Like, you know, this is how this shit went down. I our, don't know. Our driver lost complete control of the car. Yeah. Something took control of the wheel and crashed us in. <laughs> yeah um that but is like, an interesting yeah well and like she, but the same person also channeled mary magdalene and you know this same person also channeled like a couple other celebrities and i'm like hey like i feel like if that was actually a thing that those people would be able to give a detail that would confirm that they were channeling you know what i mean like yeah like the cure to cancer or <laughs> you know maybe. i mean i mean I don't, I don't know about all that but at least mary just magdalene a, or at least just a detail from I mean, mary magdalene wasn't a goddamn cancer researcher no but she's the mother of jesus supposedly no, she's not mary magdalene is who uh uh he was with right i'm pretty sure that was the mother wasn't Mary Magdalene Jesus's mother? Is that? Can you check that, BJ? Oh, it's, that's right. Oh, damn it! She was the process. Like I she, thought he just. I thought he was just like weirdly with someone who you know. Well, then who's Jesus's person then? There, Jesus has never had a person. I thought there was. I thought there was no. like this lost lover of Jesus that was I'm watching too many movies, bro. Jesus, I just honestly don't give a fuck. Wait, wait. did you say Mary Magdalene was? 
Jesus's mom. No, that's Jesus's woman. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's the Immaculate Conception. Wasn't it Marilyn Mag? Mag- she was. The- no, that's G- you're right. Jesus's mom. We got confused for a moment. Yeah. And What's then- the Immaculate Conception? He didn't have sex with her. And she got yeah, pregnant. she was a virgin. Wait, no, but who? What? Oh, so you? Okay, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. The Just- Immaculate Conception. No, I thought he was saying that that was another person other than Mary Magdalene. Because wow. if you watch Da Vinci Code, Mary Magdalene, that basically she had more power in the church than they let on because yeah. she was a woman. Yeah. yeah. And they didn't want the secret to get and out. Her that G- her, Mary, like, Mary Magdalene, sometimes called Mary of Magdala or simply the Magdalene or the Madeline, was a woman who, according to the four uh, canonical gospels, traveled with Jesus as one of his followers and was a witness to his crucifixion and its aftermath. And was thought, uh, and like the theory is that she was his, like, woman, even though he was technically like. What? You know, yeah, that's like the that's like the yeah. whole mystery of Jesus. Because is that, they yeah. say if you take the the Last Supper and move a few people, it looks like they actually should be together, shoulder to shoulder. The yeah. mother of Jesus is Virgin Mary, and that's who Mary Magdalene was thought to be. No, was the Virgin that's Mary. No, she had Jesus from not like from being a virgin. That that yeah, that's the whole thing. I'm not about saying Jesus. there's not a Virgin Mary. I'm just saying Virgin Mary is not Mary Magdalene. This just this confirms Mary Magdalene was a follower of Jesus. You can't be a follower of someone who's not alive yet. I gotta I gotta check this. Yeah, do it. Let's do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah. I'm telling you, brother. I mean, we could just call this lady. You know what I mean? Is Mary Magdalene the mother of Jesus? Did you Mary, just ask? Listen, oh, I thought you just asked Siri. No, no, no. no. It says John nineteen twenty five lists Mary, mother of Jesus, her sister Mary, wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene as witness to the crucifixion. Yeah, his death. That doesn't confirm anything about what you've said at all. It just said that those three people named Mary Perfect. witnessed his crucifixion. Yeah, hold on. I'm still reading. <laughs> The whole the whole title of the article was is Mary Magdalene Jesus's mother. I mean, I'm sure someone could probably go through there and interpret it, you know, that uh Mary Magdalene could have been Virgin Mary in the writings, but I don't know that that age difference necessarily checks out. Because she because I'm pretty sure Jesus's mom was never really known as a whore. She was a virgin. Right, and that's that. That was the confusion, like earlier, like early, like back in the day. That's where the confusion was, is that Mary was supposed to be a virgin, and they somehow had com- had figured out that Mary and that the Virgin Mary and and Mary Magdalene could be the same person, and that's that's the last that I had heard of it. Hmm. Oh, okay. For these reasons, Mary Magdalene is known in some Christian traditions as the apostle to the apostles. Mary Magdalene is a central figure in later Gnostic Christian writings, including which that's what the Da Vinci Code is. And this has the best explanation, I think. Mary was by far the most common Jewish name given for females during the first century. So it was necessary for the authors of the gospel to name her separately Magdalene in order 
uh, as Mary Magdalene as separately from Virgin Mary as to distinguish them from the other women named Mary who followed Jesus. So Mary Magdalene was a very standalone person that was so okay listed so, separately than his mom. Well, that started at a certain time though. The portrayal of Mary Magdalene as a prostitute as a prostitute began in 591 when Pope Gregory conflated Mary Magdalene who was introduced in Luke 8 2 with Mary of Bethany and the unnamed sinful woman who anointed Jesus's feet in Luke something something something. Hmm. Pope Gregory's Easter sermon resulted in a widespread belief that Mary Magdalene was a repentant a repentant prostitute or promiscuous promiscuous woman. Then elaborate medieval legends from Western Europe emerged, which told exaggerated tales of Mary Magdalene's wealth and beauty, as well as of her alleged journey to Southern France. The identification of Mary Magdalene with Mary of Bethany and the unarmed sinful woman was still a major controversy in the years leading up to the reformation and some Protestant leaders rejected it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that someone out there can't make a case that, yeah, yeah, I you mean, know, that they could share, they could be named the same thing in a couple of scenarios. But I think the general conception is that Mary Magdalene was more than likely who Jesus was, in love with if he was in love with anyone um which is why people were so interested to try and get the dna of jesus from like the cloak of jesus because if they could confirm that jesus and mary magdalene did have a sexual relationship there could be the blood of christ still on planet and so that is the big that was the big controversy to come out of that that i knew was was that if if they could confirm that mary magdalene and jesus did ever you know um have sex oh. then they could have had a child but but here's what the problem is after you lose jesus how hard would dating be <laughs> oh so you're a blacksmith that's great yeah i, I, I used think, to date the fucking son of god i think wasn't the da vinci code about like the, what we're talking the, about whether yeah, he was the, the mother the, dan brown's book was the bloodline of mary magdalene that she had a bigger role in the church that they um the 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 knights of the or the, the knights templar yeah we're basically we're 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 hiding her yeah uh, hiding the uh jesus like the true dis- identity of her yeah the descent yeah and that there was books maybe that's what i i could be mixing those two storylines up um but yeah yeah it, you know but again that's a hell her. of a tangent but again fucking ask right? her if you're <laughs> that's channeling, where it all came from exactly <laughs> fucking ask her just and, ask and, her. and it's like and, and we need know. to contact this lady we need to get her yeah. on the phone i had her business card just because i didn't want to be rude and she gave it to me but i'm just like i need to know we need to know who mary is because if she can channel her all she has to say is hey hey mary what the fuck were you yeah. were you a mom were you a, a prostitute yeah my like, name's mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if i go back in time that's right where i'm going yeah. First yeah. of all, take a selfie with Jesus to prove that he is Arabic and not blonde hair, right. and blue eyes, like my family portraits. Were Absolutely. On the wall. Yeah. And then, and then you have For other sure. families, like uh, African American families, that pro- that project him as African American, which would be a closer of the color. But yeah, I'd I still be more okay with that. I then. still don't think he was African American. I think he was just of he was of darker skin, and like you said, he was of like a Middle Eastern type of descent, which yeah. is where kind of yeah, I mean, African Americans came if from. If he was alive today, he'd be in, in, involved in the Seven Eleven franchises. We understand that. <laughs> He would have a hard time getting on planes. 
Oh, by know. the way, all the speedways in Indiana are switching to Seven Eleven. Yep. Are they really? Yep. I used to work for them. Now, now the little the what are they called? Uh, the little uh, pop it pop dolls or whatever. It's the Slurpee. Uh, I saw those in there. Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. I'm so excited. speedways aren't going to be a thing anymore. No, no. Village Panthers were supposed to be in Seven Elevens in 2011, but uh, Suncoast, who owned them, kept raising the price to the last minute because that's why I went to work for them because the takeover. Seven uh, Elevens, if they get the hot food and the fresh food, oh, fabulous. Oh yeah. yeah. I have. I can't tell you. I don't know if I've ever been to. I think I've been to. Aren't they out like in like Kansas and stuff like that? There, um, there used to be three in Indiana. There was one on Twenty First and Post. Um, and then there was one on Pendleton Pike in 21st, and then there was one in Franchise in Bloomington. Mm. And then I, the, those all three uh, went under. I think the only time I've ever went Yo, to one is pee. like out west, like California or Colorado or Arizona or something like that. I That's the only time. One, there was one in Colorado. Yeah, when we went and they're all and they're all different because they're they're uh, like I said that I enjoy. Well, I'm in Michigan. I enjoy them a lot. Just watch out for the gate though. Yep. <laughs> Was it Nick that you fell over the gate? I don't think it was me. It was Maybe it, it it could have been. It very well could have been. Speaking of gates, we got a we had to put our gate back up because we got a new a new puppy. We rescued a beagle, and the craziest thing about this dog is that it came from an owner that had Parkinson's and was and had Alzheimer's. I don't know who said or who thought getting this guy a dog was a good idea, but it clearly was not a good idea when we got the dog she was super skinny they didn't know where the where she can't like what vet she had went to they didn't have any vet records of her or anything like that so who who knows how long this dog was kept out and not fed and whatever but she's with us us now it's a big change i'm used to big ass dogs 90 80 100 pounds now I got this ten pound beagle barking and running across, shitting and pissing on the floor. That sounds awesome. I thought it would be. Now it's kind of changed my mind about the puppy stage. Is that is that the only pet you have? No, we we got her because our boxer that we have, he's used our other. We we had two boxers and our one boxer died last year in january and our current boxers anxiety was bad at that point but it got worse now that he's by himself so we wasn't necessarily looking for a dog but someone said that this dog needed a home and they didn't charge us anything for it so we thought it would be a good idea small dog doesn't eat much didn't you know it's not going to put a whole like a big damper on our monthly budget or anything like that so we thought it would be kind of a good addition for our dog and kind of missed having two dogs as well. But she's a... Ah. Well, we have cats and, and one dog. I, I was trying to get another cat, but our cat that we have now is so... She's just so territorial. Like, she does not get well... She does not get along well with other cats. She can deal with dogs... Because she knows dogs are not going to, like, get in her litter box or anything like that. But our cat is just not with other cats at you all. You gave her a royal name. Duchess. <laughs> should have given her, like, a... Should have called her Winch. <laughs> I don't know. 
No, but Moxie's a fucking amazing dog. Yeah, she's she's smart as hell, and that's kind of a problem too. <laughs> Beagles are very smart. I can't wait till she gets a little bit older because she hasn't quite came along the concept of she knows that peeing and pooping outside is what she needs to do but she hasn't came to the comp yeah like i gotta go outside she's done it a few times but for the most part we gotta be like moxie let's go outside moxie let's go outside so we might try to get a bell because we heard that beagles can be trained really well to tap the bell when they have to go outside or something along those lines but it's going to be an interesting if you do if you do all you have to do is make sure that you hit that bell before you say let's go outside just make sure before you say let's go outside you hit mm-hmm. that bell because yeah the, just so those two things are always connected pavlov uh, yeah i mean yeah for sure i mean that's the i thought about getting a, a, like a train horn so that when when it was time to go outside <laughs> moxie time to go outside you would be the first one pissed off with that <laughs> you would be so mad <laughs> doing anything and you hear a fucking train horn train horns are painful yeah yeah could you imagine like, that in our house like, wasn't there someone in our high school that had that shit in the fucking parking lot one yeah. time yeah everybody like that that's kind of a thing on on big trucks like yeah. aaron harden would have a somewhere he has a train horn stash yeah oh you know yeah oh yeah he's got a train horn just waiting for a truck to put it in for sure. That's like the name of the game. And I think in Brown County, when you graduate, they give you a train horn. And he hears one. He just waves. Like, it's no <laughs> big deal. Like, oh, my God. Hey, buddy. It's like the Jeep wave. They do. Yeah. That. Can you pull up a train horn prank video? I kind of want to watch one because they're like, I hate them. But like, I would hate if it happened to me, but I love watching it happen. That's how I feel about people that can't fit in cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because it's so fucking true. Like when uh, I get out of a car, sometimes the rental cars are like, "Oh yeah, economy." Like yeah, they're, they're like, "Wow, he looks comfortable." Does, does this look like an economy ass to or, you? Like, come on. Or my Lexus when I have someone. If I'm by myself, I'm good. But I took it to uh, Wisconsin, and uh, Noe rode with me, and I felt like he was sitting on my lap. Yeah, it was not a uh, good look. There it is. Train horn <coughs> pranks. Also, old men fighting is really funny. <laughs> Those are some of my favorite. I'm thinking. Videos. I'm thinking of some videos right now as as you say that. Watching that, they fall slow. They do. That's the best slow. part. Is just a until they hit their head, then you feel bad because it's like a baby. They're fall. fighting. If like at that point, if they just fall randomly, that's sad. But like if they're fighting, it's okay. I like want to see them fall. Well, just think about it. It's one less person in the shopping center taking up a parking space. Right. That's how I get through it's my social security. That's how I bitch. deal with mortality. Is like the less yeah. people there are on the interstate. I just wish more old people were like Rick, Rick and Morty. So this is called. Um, oh, we'll go. All right, one, two, get him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the girl's like, "What a bitch!" <laughs> yeah, that shit's loud as fuck. <laughs> oh my god! Did <laughs> she say fuck up? <laughs> uh, They're far some, away. I want to see someone drop something. <laughs> she, oh. threw, she threw a straw. <laughs> God damn it! Oh shit! <laughs> They're oh, like not God, very close. Oh, oh, they just dropped a drink. Oh, 
<laughs> oh shit. <laughs> you knew he was gonna run. Damn, what is that? Ugly look. Jesus. Pissed. That guy's pissed. One, two, go. <laughs> The funniest videos are when they're on cars. Have you ever seen them when people put them on cars? Like just, oh, just like tiny ass cars? Yeah. Run, bitch! <laughs> she took off running, that's hilarious! Did she flip them off? She dropped something. Yeah, I did. Yeah. That's good. Could you imagine doing that in a. Damn, that's loud. Could you imagine doing that in a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, tunnel. Oh shit. Just echoing down the tunnel. He sped up. He thought he was going to get shot at. Damn, that whole Everybody. place jumped. Horn blaster shocker. That's what it's called, horn blasters. Alright, one, two, get him. <laughs> hey, Dad turned around like, "Oh, what's that rig? What you got there?" <laughs> Horn blasters! Don't blow your temper. What's the shocker? That? That's a shocker. Uh, Two in the pink, one in the stink. Hey, if she allowed you to do it on the first date, she's a keeper. Hey, man. Dot com backslash. Oh man. But uh, I do want to take this opportunity. I think we're, I don't know, kind of getting in the back stretch here. This is we called got a the few chopper. minutes left. Yeah, the, the what? This is called the chopper. Two in the pink, two in the stink. Okay. I don't. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. <laughs> All right. I don't. I'm more of a fan of the bowling ball grip. I can't really. <laughs> like that one? I'm just more of a fan of this. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing. I'm going to put been, it in one hole and it's going to be a fist. So it's going to get hit two of them at the same time. Man, one on the inside. I'm telling you what, ladies, if you have any doubts about like, if you don't know whether or not like a guy that you're like talking to is going to be able to satisfy you, like at least with his hands anyway, like ask him if he plays an instrument, like bass has given me so much more dexterity. Like seriously, are you in there playing chords? Like, yeah, dude, dude, I'm in there doing rhythms. I'm in there. I'm like, I'm playing Rush in my head. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, want to go ahead and take this opportunity to announce a pretty big s expansion for UBH Presents. Um, got a new room in Muncie. Uh, Indie Craft Brew. Um, Tap and Bottle Room is open now on White uh, on White River Boulevard. Um, it is a beautiful new Tap and Bottle Room. They feature some of the best um, local craft brew from around uh, all of Indiana. Um, they feature only Indiana beer, um, but they have a cool menu um, that has uh, some cool sort of Mexican flavor to it. But on Tuesday night Ooh. specifically, yeah, on Tuesday night specifically, um, we're going to be doing tickles and tacos. Uh, it's a Tuesday night um, comedy show. It's going to 
to work sort of the same format as Uncle Buck's Comedy Hour. You're going to have a headliner. Um, it's going to be free to the public, and you're going to have a secret lineup. You never know who's going to show up. And uh, being a Tuesday night in Muncie, um, you know, there's a lot of folks that, you know, would come to Muncie, uh, you know, for those shows back when it was the underground. I'm excited to, to spice it up. Muncie's been needing a new spot, and I'm excited to bring it to them. And also, we're going to be doing a Friday show once a month out there um and uh so indie craft brew tap room go follow them right now go follow indie craft brew uh for all those updates and um pretty excited about that uh and also on top of that um i think uh i think i'm going to be recording some new original music this winter i think i'm going to be making an ep with uh um with the mongo folks uh the the mongo sun folks which we may be looking at a band name change before we make that album but like before we make the ep but I think we're only going to do five songs and I think we're going to book maybe four or five shows between now and April and just see if there's any traction. And if there's some traction, we may, you know, see about doing a record, but, um, man, uh, we just have so much cool original music that like, we want to at least get it down and get it out for people and ourselves. We want to get it out for ourselves. So that way, like, you know, we can be like, Hey, we, me and my friends made this cool fucking music. So, um, be on the lookout for that. Um, I think that's really, I mean, all that I got. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about, Nick? I think we kind of went all over all types of shit mm-hmm. today. Um, but we have some very cool stuff. One thing that I thought we might talk about today, but I want to wait, is I did have um, uh, my good friend Jared um, do my astrological reading. And when I say an astrological reading, I don't just mean that like I put in my, you know, um, uh, you know, date uh date of birth and time and location and you know um uh like just got i don't know something printed off of the internet no this uh jared is someone who has a very scholarly um level knowledge of astrology and not only um just astrology but um indian astrology as well um and uh uh is a very well educated guy who happened to break down things that he doesn't even know about me like just and it's not specific information it's not names and places or anything like that it's more or less themes and factors in your life that just always seem to pop up you know what i mean you may not even realize they seem to pop up but based on the way that um you know he's able to analyze you know uh the way the stars were at the at the point of your birth that you know is different than just the average um you know thing you can print off the internet and uh i i I gained a lot of insight towards you know the way i approach some things and again it's not like a miss cleo you don't call in and be like man i what are the lottery numbers next week you know what i mean it's not like yeah what you know what do i what's my what's my lucky number this week what's gonna help me get the lottery like that's not how the, that's not how this <laughs> yeah, works she, yeah yeah exactly because i feel like anyone who asks those questions just walks around like going yeah yuck, yuck, yuck. um <laughs> but like uh it was really cool and i learned a lot about it and actually it gave me it gave me uh, some insight into like some stuff that nick's gone through because because technically like you know you popped up in my chart like a lot of things that you know align with the way that your life has gone you know is according to jared something that like you know um 
was sort of like written in there and it's uh he can explain it way better than i do which is why i want to get him in here for a podcast and yeah. i want to get uh i'd I like to do my reading before exactly yeah yeah we, we want to get you your reading now jared did actually record uh my reading i haven't heard it back yet but that would be cool to maybe put out as like a uh as like a uh uh like a clump of episodes mm-hmm. you're reading my reading and then like the episode i think that would be really cool um so maybe we can make that happen uh, i'm sure jared would be totally cool with letting us put out that audio um but he i think is getting ready to start like a uh like a like a daily um you know astrological uh video content thing like where you know he just puts out like this little daily video that he does just like in 10 minutes 10 15 minutes from his room um and uh, uh got him hooked up with a mic so he's uh, all set to go so hopefully we can get him going on that and get him here in studio and talk about that sort of thing because i think it's super cool you yeah, know yeah i i think that metaphysics is a very interesting thing i think people who rely strictly on physics and don't and you know I think my biggest thing when it when we talk about, you know, why you shouldn't put all of your hats in the quote unquote science bucket is because there are things that even science can't explain. Mm-hmm. So many things science can't explain. And math as well. In the exactly. And in those moments, you know, do we just yeah, I mean, okay. You, I I will agree that maybe uh, the science just isn't there yet, but also, you know, people rely on things to be measured with the tools of this planet in order to count them as existent. And it's like if we only possess the ability to experience less than one percent of all of the physical spectrums, right, right? How do you think we could ever perceive or build the tools capable of? seeing the others like oh well they have infrared lights it's like okay but that infrared light is only as much as we can see right as right. much as we can tell that camera to break down yeah we so there are probably parts of that that we can't see because we don't we, have tools yeah built for that other 99 percent of the spectrums exactly sound or sight yeah and uh you know and and what if we do have the tools to perceive these metaphysical factors of you know these metaphysical powers of our universe but we just are taught and trained and jaded through the natural growth of western society that you know that what if your pineal gland literally is the one thing that connects you to the spirit world Mm -hmm. you know what what if that is what sort of ties what if that is the as above so below you know what i mean like like I don't know. It's so hard for me to, to, you know, and maybe it's the Libra in me. I guess we're going to wrap this up <laughs> in, in any way. This is, I guess it's the Libra in me, you know, that uh, needs the, um, you know, obviously measuring something scientifically and thinking about things scientifically is very important. And I never want to say that that's not the case. However, you can apply a scientific thought to something metaphysical and it's okay to use your imagination if the science fails. If there's no science there, how do you come up with a hypothesis of what could potentially be the cause? Your fucking imagination. Mm-hmm. Like that's how those scientists thought of different experiments. Yeah. Is they just literally thought of it. It was a random idea. Um, so, you know, maybe one day we'll, we will have the tools or we will be given the ability to experience this other stuff. But it's like, you know, you can't just tell me it's not there because you can't measure it. That's like, you know, um, you know, that's like saying that, uh, you know, um, 
the sun doesn't have, you know, mass just because I don't have the tool to measure it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I, I don't have the ability to measure that. Um, the earth you know. is flat. Sure. Yeah, I don't have the ability to measure that for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, really happy to get back in the fucking studio, man. It's yeah. been a minute. Yeah, it has. Um, and you know, like I said, in the last episode, we, we're going to get these episodes to you as we can, um, over the winter time, uh, you know, uh, hopefully if the weather's good, we can get down here more frequently. If the weather's not good, we can't get down here as frequently. Maybe we can, um, I, maybe I can get a couple mics and centralize at the house for the winter if we need to. Um, and, and, you know, I'd hate to not have BJ on mic for these episodes, but if the weather's too shitty, I mean, that might just be what we have to do. Um, but, uh, but yeah. I'm super excited to have these new shows rolling in for UBH Presents. Um, super excited to get uh, fall here. Um, I know that means winter's right around the corner, but, uh, you know, then spring's here. So, you know, just one of them things. All right, Nick, anything else you want to? No, nah, man, it was good to be back in here. Good for to sure. see BJ and be in the studio. Absolutely. It's a, it's a good vibe to be in. For sure. Uh, BJ, you got anything you want to mention and tell the people about? Um uh so we will have our um what is this october we'll have one smugcast episode i'm on vacation um I, I go back to detroit this week come back on friday for collins football game and then the following week i'm on vacation we're gonna record a bunch of episodes nice try to and then i might have a new project um because i, I want to do keep doing one but I, I'm gonna do them where I would do two hours and split them in. That way, do two shows. Mm-hmm. It'd be but it'd be four for a month. Oh yeah, yeah. So that way, put them can, out in parts. Yeah, because of how busy I am. So we're sure. gonna have a smugcast out. I think uh, one day uh, next week, and then we'll have uh, we'll have our Christmas special, and then we'll have our Thanksgiving special. And oh yeah. Years. Very we, cool. we, we put one out with Mondo and it got a bunch of great responses. Hell yeah. Well, shoot, man. We'd, we love, to, we'd a, love to pop in on one of those. Oh, yeah. You guys are old, yeah. Uncle Hell Bucks yeah. cast or something like where we come Hell together yeah. or something. For sure, man. Or a uh, smug buck. <laughs> Uncle Smug's house. That'd be cool. Uncle Smug's house. I like that. <laughs> All right, y'all. There's, well, a lot, there's a lot of things we could do with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what song we go out to, bud? <laughs> We are going to be going out to uh, Mad World by uh, the original version by Tears for Fears. I, I know this version mainly from the Donnie Darko, like very, very sad version. I totally had no idea. I love Tears for Fears. I had no idea that they were the ones who wrote this song. I was like, I don't know. I learned like two weeks ago that this was them. Fuck yeah. Tears. <laughs> All around me are 